podcasting live from Redondo Beach, California, this is Another Take with Mike Sutherland and Jeff Neeson. Hello and welcome everyone to the Another Take podcast. Uh, my name is Mike Sutherland and my partner in crime is Jeff Neeson. Hey Jeff. Good afternoon, Mr. Sutherland. Yeah, how's it going? Uh, not too bad. It's a lovely Wednesday afternoon in Redondo Beach, California and it is still hot as balls. Not as bad as last time though. I don't have my no. forehead dabber today. Your forehead dabber? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, today I have to bring to your attention, I think we want to do an all pop one, right? All pop podcast? Well, sort of. Okay. We left off last time talking about Keith Richards and how he thought that Metallica and Black Sabbath were jokes. Um, I also read more into the article and he also called Sgt. Pepper's a, uh, mishmash of rubbish. (laughs) That's the Beatles Sgt. Pepper's album. But again, he is Keith Richards and he's responsible for some of the most iconic rock and roll songs of all time so i did think in fairness to keith we should at least play one one oh fuck i just lost my uh lost my feed okay. say that one more time so in i fair- thought in fairness to-, to keith we should play at least one song off his new record okay before we pass judgment on on the old man okay all right um at some point we don't have to do it now let's do it now okay let's get, this- get it let's get it over with yeah because the man let's see what 71 years old sounds like all right we do have a treat for later. We're going to throw oh. some, sling some pop at you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pure bubblegum. <laughs> I hope you like that flavor because I actually don't. Some people really like bubblegum. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I take that back, actually. I like bubblegum, but not in the sense of, like, I don't want to eat anything that's not actually bubblegum flavored like bubblegum. Sure. All right. I'll give you that. But uh, there's something about a catchy pop song. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's... There's something to be said for even, like, the lamest pop song that you can't stand. There's something to be said for it not getting out of your head. Right, right. Okay. That some producer somewhere or some songwriter somewhere has has a gift that clings into your brain. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Like it or not. So, uh, the... So, the the song that I found that they... This was, like, the lead single off his album... Okay. I think it was Troublemaker or Trouble or something. Trouble. Trouble. I think, it, yeah, it's Trouble. Okay. Well, so let's try this song on for size. We don't have to play the whole thing. Let's just give everyone a little taste of Keith Richards' album. I just <laughs> immediately don't like it. Huh? I, that don't mean no. Honestly, I just a guy that has more money than than anyone ever needs to make a record, and it sounds like this. I'm just upset. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's guitar playing just sounds it's good. It sounds like Rolling Stones guitar. Oh, no, I'm ta- obviously. I'm, I'm, I'm a, you're talking about the mix. Right? I'm talking specifically the engineering. Like, I don't understand why the drums sound like they have like a like a slap delay on them. Steve Jordan played drums on this. Like the guy's an amazing drummer. Is he four on the flooring? Or is that just yeah? Okay. Yeah. Four on the floor meaning hitting the kick kick drum drum every every beat. beat. Yeah. Boom. 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 Yeah. For all you dance music fans, that's pretty standard. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't know, new school folk, (laughs) Lumineers, Mumford and Sons. That's very popular. Very true. Very true. Um. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. He just sounds like. See, that's kind of sick. But I, I can't see myself listening to this. Can no, you? I don't think I would either. I'd, I'd listen to the Rolling Stones if I was going to listen to him play guitar. Right. And you have to understand they have to cover for a 71-year-old man's voice who's not a lead singer. Right. So, <laughs> Which that, actually that has a little bit of a mixing challenge to it also. Although he doesn't sound that bad in the song. Just, I think he knows his vocal limitations. Well, yeah. I mean, to be honest, you know what it reminds me of? What's that? Oh, Lou Reed? Like an old version of Lou Reed. Look 
their eyebrows on the way, shaved their legs, and then he was a she. She says, "Hey, babe." Really does. Take a walk on the wild side. But like, obviously, and like, imagine him much older. Take a walk on the wild side. Yeah, no thanks. Do you like Lou Reed? I can never. I had a hard time getting into him. I, I respect him almost because everyone respects him, but I can't say that I've listened to a whole lot of him, so I, I don't have a strong of an opinion, I guess. I just don't understand. This song always kind of bugged me, but what I do like about it is the guy's clearly not much of a singer, but he made it work in music, pop culture, and he was an icon, so if you, anyone that's able to do that with a lack of a like singing voice, I can't say he doesn't have a voice, but not like a traditional singing voice. That's pretty rad. Right. Right. Very unique too. I mean, you know this song. I mean, it's an, again an iconic song. So there's something to be said for that. Do I right. put it on and listen to it? No. I would imagine if we looked looked into it, I would imagine Keith Richards is really inspired by Lou Reed. Yeah. I mean, this safe bet. The Keith Richards it's just his vocal that reminds me that not nothing else really. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't see myself listening to, to Keith Richards, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I, me neither. I, considering that was the first time I ever have. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I'm going to stick with where I'm at. Stick to my guns yeah, yeah, on this right. one. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that the, the people that played on that record are all freaking famous and have made amazing records and are great musicians, and I just don't understand why. As is he. You know, to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Songwriting... I mean, he's written some of the most iconic songs. I keep using that word iconic. I'm going to switch up my synonyms here. But obviously wrote with Mick Jagger, but some of the most amazing riffs of all time he's written. So you do have to give him credit there. Yeah. He is kind of an old grumpy man that's made fun of and bagged on almost every musician ever, including the Beatles. But, you know, he's not known for, he's known for his musicianship. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. All right. (laughs) Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. So, Keith, fun guy, real good guy. <laughs> um, what do you think of Carly Rae Jepsen? Um, bubblegum pop. This, this is our left turn. Back to bubblegum pop. <laughs> so, in uh, Canada, those are the first two things that come to mind. Is she Canadian? Yeah. Okay, good. I can't figure out why that's such a big deal for her. There's so many Canadians in this world, but. You know, that are in the entertainment business, but they really did make a deal out of that. Like, oh, no, no, she's Canadian. Or did I just make a deal out of that? I don't know. I don't know. I just know that she's from Canada. I'm not really trying to make a deal out of it. Well, how many Canadian pop stars are there? Um, Two. Justin Bieber, right? Three. Excuse me. Right now? Currently active? Who's the third that I'm missing? The third would be um, Skater Girl. Oh, uh, Avril Avril Lavigne? Okay. Yep, who dated Derek Wibley, or sorry, married him, I think, from Sum 41. Then they they got divorced. Then she moved on to Canada's next biggest male rock star, Chad Kroger. Yep. Why do I know that name? He's the singer for Nickelback. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's that. Uh, Celine Dion, another another fine Canadian pop star. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Alanis Morissette. Ah, yep, Canadian. Okay, so there's been See? plenty. Okay, yeah. okay. Now that we start talking about it. Yeah. But they did kind of make a big deal about her being Canadian, I feel. I don't know. I, I didn't... I guess that's the first thing that I knew about her, so that's, that's something. Yeah, that's something. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, um... Did she, oh, you know what? Didn't she win, like, Canada's, like, Got Talent or something? <laughs> like, a Canadian Idol or something like that? Oh, I think she was second... She okay. got second place or something like that. Okay, so maybe that's, that's why. She's yeah, you're right. You're Canada. right. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. So she released a new album. Uh, oh shit. Uh, oh no. When was it? Is this? It's this year. I don't know what the release date was, but it came out fairly recently. And um, I read. I somehow po- came upon a, a review of it. I was like, why is Carly Rae Jepsen in the news? I was like, oh, she has a new album out. Okay, that makes sense. And the review was very uh, positive and negative at the same time. And I found it very intriguing, so I had to listen to it. Sure. And then the review basically said a lot of like bubblegum, really great production, bubblegum pop songs, you know, nothing like... You know what you're going to get. Yeah, you know She's what you're going to get. She ain't going to make a Sgt. Pepper's. But the only thing that really stuck out was the fact that the guy said she has no identity on the record. 
Like there's nothing like you know in Katy when you hear a Katy Perry or the Katy Perry record, you have like Katy's identity like built into it, mm-hmm. like the way she is, and and it's like you, you kind of grasp her. You hear Taylor Swift like in her stupid like you know yearning for boys. Yeah, she, she has an identity for right. sure. Yeah, okay. Like they both have their own identities. Britney and Christina are kind of like on the fringe at these this point in their careers. Well, but yeah. they did at least have their identities. Certainly, you know. Carly Rae Jepsen has no identity other than the fact that she's Canadian. Now that right. I think about well, it. Well, the Call Me Maybe song had like a little bit. There was something there. It was like this kind of cute innocence. I think to it. I think not being a huge bubblegum pop fan here, but right, everyone right. deep down is pretty intrigued by it. Right, right. So I listened to it um, on a really long drive home from a gig the other day. Um, and I got probably nine songs in. Nice. And I was like, wow, like there's some. I, I one of them I couldn't even understand the lyrics. I just, but the the main the the poppiest song is this song called "I Really Like You," which I think is the first single, and it is just man. Uh, here, check it out. I really wanna stop. She kind of went for the 80s sound, kind of like Taylor Swift did. Uh Uh-huh. Two different snare drums. The snare on two has less low end than the snare on four. Listen. Wow. You think she came up with that line all by herself? <laughs> so the best part about this song, in my opinion, uh-huh. is the fact that for the music video, they got Tom Hanks to just walk along the New York City streets lip syncing it. That's epic. That is the music that video. That just made it like... That takes it to like Saturday Night Live <laughs> levels or something. <laughs> I mean, come I should have just played really, the music really, video. I really, 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 really like you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Tom Hanks walking. I think I have a chorus here, guys. Yeah. Why <laughs> he wakes Bear up with like me. singing it, and then he's walking down like, like uh, one, I don't know Broadway in Manhattan, and he's like pointing to contractors, like, yeah, I like you, you know, and he's like singing. A, it's so funny. Oh, that's really funny. That's but great. I'll put a link to it on the website. Okay. Um, <laughs> Oh my god! So I mean, talk about dumbing it down for. Well, there's probably little kids that love this stuff too, which we're definitely not in that mindset anymore. But no, um, we're not. But I mean, come on! Like the first song that comes to mind is there's this plain white tees song from I don't know ten years ago, and the chorus is "Hate is a strong word, but I really, really, really don't like you." <laughs> so. Oh my god! <laughs> hold on, hold on! I gotta pull that up. Oh my god! That's too funny. So, yeah, um, played that for the girlfriend. She did not like it. We got to the chorus. Yeah. And she's like, "Turn it off, please." Well, it has like hundreds of millions of plays on Spotify, so someone's listening to it. Yeah. Um, what's the name of the song? Do you know? Uh, show the more options on there. It's got to be called "Don't Like You" or "Really Don't Like You" or "Hate." hate. It's hate. called "Hate." Oh man. Okay. This is gonna be funny. Wow. Four million plays. Kind of a cool harmony to start it off, though. I'll give him that. I think I've heard this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we don't need to belabor the whole thing. Nope. Nope. Kind of pretty cool melody, though. I I remember this from like ten years ago, and I remember thinking it was lame because of the lyrics. But yeah, kind of the melody is pretty sick. 
Yeah, that's a safe bet. That's but they should play together, though. She's got I really, 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 really like you, and they got I really, really, really don't like you. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, one emo band <laughs> and a girl that has a crush. Um, <laughs> True. That, that song, She'll call actually, them, maybe. Have you listened to the new Taylor Swift record? Uh, I've heard most of it. Does Alex listen to it? She has it, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think I knew that for some. I think she might have told me that. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, you can't play it on on Spotify. That's Mm-mm. right. That's kind. Of, that, wow. They have her up though. I wonder how many people she's responsible for switching to Apple Music. She's probably on. She's, she's on, on Apple, Apple Music. Music. So I wonder yeah. how many people, like young people especially, obviously, are uh, switched from Spotify just to, to Apple have Music. Taylor Swift. Well. I'm not switching to Spotify or from Spotify to Apple Music until we can make public playlists for people to listen to, because I think that's one of the best parts about Spotify. Well, um, that's specifically why we use it. That is podcast. Otherwise, no one can get our playlists, (laughs) Um, which sometimes are really awesome playlists. Sometimes they're terrible. I have a feeling today's is going to be very interesting. Mm -hmm. Last week's was pretty interesting, too, actually. Yeah, we're we're all over the musical scale. Okay, Taylor. We're going bubblegum. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be great. Given our demographic. I have um, a, a very secret and now public crush on this song called Style. And I listened, to, I bought the Taylor Swift record. <laughs> I just played Simply, it last night at a gig. S- style? I had to learn it. Uh, played I, with my friend. She wanted to uh, She wanted to play it. I, I, I simply bought it for like, okay, everyone thinks this is great. It's in Rolling. She's on the cover of Rolling Stone. If I don't know about this record and I'm in the music industry, I'm failing, mm-hmm. basically. You know, I can't ignore what's popular. No, you got to check it out. Yeah, so I listened to it. And okay. First listen, that Welcome to New York song, I can't stand. I hate it when someone has a, a melody that's like one note for like almost an entire oh, bar. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I what I mean? This one. It, there's There's like no, it's not a melody. It's just you, it's like hitting the same key on a keyboard over and over again, you know? Um, you want to just play it really quick? Yeah, well. I have uh, a feeling Taylor Swift's people are going to charge through the door shortly and shut down our podcast. So let's, yeah, let's get, get it going. Get quick. It going. <laughs> Same note. Everybody oh, change there. Wanted something more. Searching for a sound we hadn't heard before. It's like a little harmony underneath. Welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. There's that crazy. It's been waiting for you. Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. I just think. Well, yeah, the one note, the whole thing is just very incessant. Yeah, well, just ding, 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 ding. So <laughs> I have a piano hooked up, so I can just like this is essentially what Taylor Swift is doing in her melodic brilliance. That's my shitty piano playing, but <laughs> yeah, I think you get the idea that like, as far as a verse melody, that's a pretty fucking huge cop out. Not to say that the whole album is a cop. I'm just saying I heard no, yeah, that is the very first song, and you, ma, 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 ma. It's like, come on, like you work with some of the best writers in the business, and that's the best you could fucking come up with. I don't know. I have, I, but uh, back to my original point. I'm obsessed with this song called Style. I don't know why it hits. Uh, it's a very cool song. It hits a, a, a note for me. Um, but here it is. I just love the like really good vibe. That's a DI'd guitar. That's not even through an amp. And that like pulsing synth. It's just so simple and kind of cool. And then she does have a decent melody. Come and pick me up, no headlights. 
I like the voice a little bit off. They're now singing right on there. That's yeah. cool. You got that How about the synth taking the 16th notes? The little harmony in the back. This song's actually a good example of, of what you were talking about. And there's a Bruno Mars song that you mentioned too. I, this would be a good thing to bring up. Kind of a new way to look at production and music that Mike actually opened my eyes to is instead of everything taking care of all the beats, it's having each instrument take care of an individual beat. Like, for example, that song, there's a synthesizer going one and a two and a three and a four and right. And there's a kick drum that's taking care of the one, two, yeah. three, four. And I think the hi-hat was going one and two and three and four. So nothing was clashing with each other and everything was carrying the beat. Which right. Was, it was, it's, I like that you told me that because it's a really cool way to start thinking about, especially pop production, they do it so often. Oh, yeah. It's like you, you fill the space with different instruments across the spectrum. Like, you can have a, a hi-hat doing a, a quarter note, like a... No, I'm going to stop Taylor Swift so I can explain it. So you yeah. can have a hi-hat going one, two, three, four. And if you have something going one and two and three and four and behind it, that's Even a different tone. Even if it's a bass, tone. it's a bass yeah. doing it or something. Like, or and, and, and like you said, like the, the synth in this song is a pretty good example. It's this pulsing like... Three and a four It's and just a tremolo on the, ba- on the synth. Yep. And then you have the backbeat going pop, boop, pop, boop, quarter notes. Yeah, it's just simple and it's a really cool way to move the song. And it's yeah, not everything lives in its own space. Yeah, I mean, the, the uh, like in a rock sense, the way you would do this is you'd play 16th notes on the hi hat. Yeah, and the, actually, uh. I just saw a band cover. Wait, did you know that Ryan Adams did a cover album of this album? He, he covered the entire album. Like Summer of 69, Brian Adams? Uh, well, no. Wait, did you say Brian or Ryan? Brian. No, Ryan. Oh, oh okay. Ryan I said Brian. Okay. Here, uh, that would make more sense. <laughs> I was like, wow, he must get really desperate in his yeah, career. Yeah, like, like Ryan Adams, 1989. I mean, this day and age, it's almost kind of brilliant that he did that. Yeah, it's freaking unbelievable. Um, and I have a friend who works for Mesa Boogie. Um, he's a, the artist rep for Mesa Boogie. And he actually mentioned how like his wife and his daughter can't stop listening to Taylor Swift. And he's like, just get over it, people. You have to accept it. It's good. It's <laughs> and true. Like, and this is a guy that deals with Dave Grohl regularly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, if... if if you're like totally into it, I'm like, all right, all right, all right, I got you. It's one thing for people to get swept up in the wave of, of pop artists, but right. she has good songs. Yeah. There's really she, no way around she it. She definitely I does. I don't know. Um, what do you think of the song Blank Space? Um, do you know that one? Yeah, I know. That's You can't miss that one. It's all over the radio. It's it is, huge. right? It's got over a billion YouTube hits. God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's cool. It's a well-written song. It wasn't my favorite one. This is another but example for doing huge, that. huge song. Da, 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 da. Same note. Same note, yeah. Kind of annoying, but this she does this. Oh, that's a rip off of Avril Lavigne, by the way. That little. Oh my God! Look at that face. It's kind of hard to do pop and not rip someone off. Same note, over, over. <laughs> Same note, over, over. And obviously, folks, we can talk over this song because you've heard it a million times. So right. <laughs> we're yeah. not giving any, taking anything away, I should say. It makes sense. I, I think this was the lead single, wasn't it? Is this the first one that came out? No, Shake It Off was. Oh, that's right. Okay, never mind. Yeah, people forget about Shake It Off. Yeah. It, it Even though big. that infectiously catchy. Yeah. That's that was nuts how good that song was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we know this one. We know it. We're good. But But yeah, you know, more Taylor Swift. Um yeah, and then I I actually saw I I figured that Bad Blood was going to be that third single that came out. A little it, bit too forced of a melody for me. It just is style a single? 
Uh, don't know. Maybe it is. Um, I'm sure this every one of them will be a single at one point, but yeah. Well, Katy Perry, I think, has the 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 only record to compete with Michael Jackson as far as like number one singles. From th- from his his record was Thriller, and hers was yeah. that Teenage Dream one, mm-hmm. which had like six singles reach number one. It was like yeah. something dumb. Um, have you heard the new Taylor? Or it's kind Katie- of funny her rise to pop stardom, you know. Cause she, you know she was on Warp Tour. Oh yeah, at one point. Yeah, um, our bass player actually didn't let, let her play frisbee with him. <laughs> I, <laughs> but, you know, she's like, I don't know, just to him, he's like, I don't know, some girl came up with her hood on, and there was a line of people waiting to like play, play with the frisbee? some frisbee. Game. I don't know, some game they play where, it, and she's like, she's like, oh, can, can I play? She's like, well, he's like, yeah, but you got to wait in line. I mean, you can't play now. <laughs> so made some kind of comment like that, and later on, she's Katy Perry. But yeah, well, well, she was Katy Perry at the time, but you know what I mean. Uh, I was talking to Josh Freese the when I did that Sublime gig, and he was like, "Yeah, it's so weird." I was, we, we f- f- for some reason we got on the topic of Katy Perry, and um, I was like talking to him about. It. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I know Katy. Oh, it was because his kids like love Katy Perry, and okay. his daughter asked him if he can get Josh Freese, of course. Yeah, he's like well, drummer for Sublime. Drummer for did Sublime you mention that? Them. I was just making sure for yeah. people that don't know who it is. He's also probably one of the busiest drummy drum, drummies drummers in the world what started with the vandals right yeah and then nine inch nails you name it he's played in like every band yeah well he's played on more records than most drummers probably he can remember and and like across the spectrum like one week he'll do um the offspring and the next week he'll do michael buble and then the next week he'll do katie perry it's like yeah it doesn't matter he can play with anyone um but uh uh, I was talking to him about it, and and he was telling me he's like, you know, I was looking through my planner, and I've known Katy Perry for so long that obviously I know I if if I were to see her at a club, or a, he didn't say club, I think he said like at a coffee shop or something, she would know who I am. But I'm not close enough to her where it'd be like, oh, oh, you know, let me call Katy Perry. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you think she's even at the drum sessions? I'm sure she's at his. I'm okay. almost certain she is. Okay. Because. This is what he told me. He's like, you know, I've been working with her. Like, I found in my planner. Um, I was looking at my old like before iPhone. You know, write down what your schedule is in your in your daily planner, whatever. Mm-hmm. I found a, a old note for a Katie Hudson, and I couldn't figure out who the fuck it was. And then I remembered, oh, that's Katy Perry before she was Katy Perry. So okay. he's talking like two thousand five, two thousand four, like somewhere around there, because. Um, she had her her record produced by a guy who did the new AFI record. I can't think of his name right now. He did um, amazing producer. Um, his name escapes me at the moment, but uh, he was working on it back then, and and so he know he's known her for that long. That's that's my point. Okay, but like she has had this like crazy rise where she was a rock rock chick. Yeah, I and mean, like her first big hit was "Kiss a Girl." Yeah, and that was a rock song essentially. Oh yeah, I mean if you if you listen to it, very like, much so. The the album's called One of the Boys. Like here. Well. Yeah, this is all of a rock radio. Oh, Josh played on the 2010 The Teenage Dream record. Okay. Now that I think about it. I played this last night too. This is a. I, I love this song. I'm not gonna lie. I'm such a nerd. My parents really did raise a pop fan. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. What do you think of that? Oh, song? we know this one. I like it. I liked it, I should say. Um, not much to it. I just, I think I liked it when it came out. Maybe I've just heard it so many times that it's, you know, you're, you're over just it. getting numb. And uh, I've been playing it at gigs. with I play with uh, one of my friends. She likes to sing that song. Oh, yeah. It's fun to see. It's the same four chords as the whole song for guitar players. A minor, C, D minor, F. Did that have like a pulsating synth in it too at the beginning? I think it did. It did, but they were actually pulsating at the same time. Yeah. 
Which was a uh, bring up the Bruno Mars song that I think. What was the album you were listening to? I don't know if it was the most recent one or the one before that you were listening to a bunch. And there was one of the songs on there you were showing me this specifically, like we were just talking about um, how each rhythm, each instrument's taking its own rhythm. Uh, it was probably mm, Gorilla. That could be. Um, Let's see and it's again. off Unorthodox Jukebox. Is it? I don't remember, so you have to tell me. This actually, this is no. I think it was something a little bit more, like it was something funkier. This one's a little bit more spare, sparing use of rhythm. This? Maybe. Uh, I'm trying to find like a cut and dry example. These ones are all kind of sparing use of rhythm, which is which is cool. <laughs> the production on these is so cool. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Maybe I can't think of the one. But there was something that was. It was more. What I was talking about was specific to some pop songs that are driving the whole time, but if you really listen to it, it's not every instrument driving at the same time. All these songs are very sparing yeah, I, use, which is I very cool. I wish I could remember. Cause yeah. You had an example of the one that, that yeah. was cut and dry, but... Now I'm going to kill myself to find out what, <laughs> what, what, what it was. Um, that whole record, record's actually pretty good. Have you heard his... Uh, so good. Have you heard his reggae song? Mm-mm. This is, I think, why the band Magic was an exclamation point exists. Okay, Almost did certain. he produce this? I think that guy wrote it. Okay, I'm, I'm not Man, certain. They, I, they kind of fell off the face of the earth, didn't they? Magic was like they were hot there for a second. Yeah, because everyone like, realized be so rude? they're not That's a real a... band. Oh, they aren't. No, it's a bunch of songwriters that write for like Justin Bieber and shit. Oh, and it's like, oh, we could do this. We could write this reggae song. It's popular. The only thing it did is it gave like some sort some sort of credibility to reggae music. You know, because they they. Um, oh, who was it that was just telling me? Oh, um, I heard, I can't remember who told me this, but someone told me that, um, the management company that represents magic Mm -hmm. represents like Jason. Oh, Pitbull represents Pitbull. Okay. Okay. And revolution, the band who we've talked about previously on this podcast, Mm -hmm. who I was just on tour with for six weeks sued pitbull because he used the name revolution as an album title like sent him a cease and desist and the manager then realized like this is the theory this is absolute theory and you know i don't know if this is actually true but realized the like oh my god a band of like can have have a lot of fans in this genre like look at look at revolution these guys are doing really well and i had no idea that this exists because it's not the pop realm you know right and then what he thinks happened, or the whoever told me this, I, I can't remember who it was, is management was like, hey, you, you wrote that song with Bruno, you should do this, because it's easy and it's popular wow. amongst 14-year-old girls. And so, therefore, we got rude, which Kaleo from Pepper has told me, he's like, those motherfuckers, they didn't really, they ripped us off, but they kind of ripped me off personally because he actually I, I was playing piano one time and i heard cleo singing that song under his breath actually yeah. in the kitchen over he, here he uh um well he told me he's like i actually lived that exact story where i asked a f- someone's father to marry I, I asked my girlfriend's dad if i could marry her yeah and he said no <laughs> and so he didn't end up marrying her and like he's like i could have written that fucking song <laughs> and <laughs> of course there now you is. have magic. Magic. But uh, anyway, I'm pretty sure it's because of this song that, that magic exists. It just takes every little you wanna put your body on my uh, ingredient in a reggae song and just oh, yeah, you me today. 
This is every reggae song ever rolled into one. Right. Oh, job delay. Random noise. The alternating snare hit with the big reverb. Oh, no wonder. I've played this song a bunch of times too. <laughs> you have? I didn't realize this was his song. Oh, I bet uh, Moy probably plays this a bunch. All the time. Yeah, yeah, we do it at all the gigs that I do with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool harmony on top of it, too. It's a cool song. Yeah, it's no, a cool no song. No question. I just I go through phases with reggae, honestly. I'll listen to it, and then I get reggae out. Oh, yeah. Like it's kind of a, I'm a time and place listener now. Yeah, well, that's... uh. It's kind of the way it goes with me and like punk rock now. I guess yeah, I guess you could say that about any genre too. But um but uh what was I gonna Oh, I wanted to play uh a Katy Perry song, not the I Kissed a Girl. We were just reminded of that though, so uh do you like that song Dark Horse? Uh I like it grew on me. I can't I really don't like the rap part. Oh, it's awful. I it was I don't know how that got through. It is like, so what? bad. It's almost like the Ju- Juicy J was like, well, I'm Juicy J, so I can say whatever the fuck I he want. He might as well have picked up a guitar not knowing how to play guitar and try to play guitar solo. Yeah, I, <laughs> I put it this way. If I were in my biggest of heads moment was to say, you know what? I'm going to start rapping, which would be the whitest and worst thing I could ever possibly do. <laughs> straight out of Scotland. <laughs> right, straight out of Scotland. Um, I would probably write that rap, read it back to myself, crumple up that piece of paper and throw it as far away uh, as possible and go there's no way that this is this should be even allowed on any record ever especially by a white kid like from Madonna a, Beach it was like a first thought or something like his first flow it was just like oh, that's good enough I'm yeah gonna, I'm gonna uh, we, we don't yeah I, but yeah let's beyond see. me and that's not a, I, I can listen to hip hop like I'm not that's not me just cause I'm not hating on hip hop in general I just that rap specifically I don't think fits the song and I think it's a terrible rap <laughs> <laughs> um here this this is uh this is dark horse oh and i hate the fucking intro where the they call out yo yeah. juicy J. yeah i'm here i'm here everybody yeah there's something really haunting about her voice juicy. i think that's why i like it i like this part cool melody crazy too because there's really no chorus it's like a verse and a pre-chorus and then this is like a post-chorus <laughs> i don't know what this is this is like the pre-chorus to me and then this is the chorus so what was the part before then no going back. i don't know but this is the chorus or is that a re-intro that would be a re-intro here let's let's okay so this i'd call a verse See, I would probably call this a pre-chorus, just okay. by judging by the melody change. Pre-chorus. I say I call this chorus. You call this. I chorus. call the part before the pre-chorus. This is the chorus, and then post-chorus. It's the next part. I call this a pre-chorus only because of the. the See, I'll say this like a post-chorus. Uh, only reason I call this the chorus, if there were to be a chorus, is because of the last time they play it, she does her ad libs around it. Okay. But oh, worse. oh shit. <laughs> Do you think he just phoned it in? 
heart is on steroids cause her love is so strong. You may fall in love when you meet her. If you get the chance, you better keep her. She swears by the heart, she turns cold as a freezer. That fairy tale ending with a night and shiny armor. She can be my sleeping beauty. I'm gonna put her in a coma. Damn, I think I love her. Shot it so bad. I sprung and I don't care. She wrapped me like a roller coaster. It's just weird. It's just like no, a strange bad. key just, and a strange timing and everything bad. about it is it just is. odd. You'd think if you were getting a slot in a Katy Perry song, you'd at least put like try right <laughs> okay so here's that 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 little ad lib yeah this but this is the chorus that i was saying oh yeah but i guess plus chorus yeah okay all right all right you win you're right <laughs> you're right Also, I think that's a cop out. They didn't go anywhere after that, but I get it. It's a pop song. Yeah, well, it's probably they probably went somewhere after that, and then in the very end, they're like, "Let's just let's get this down to pop." Lens. Yeah, yeah. That's I speculation, by the way. I have no idea. Yeah, you don't really know. <laughs> by the way, our our playlist is already really freaking <laughs> random. These playlists are all over the map. I'm okay with it though. Um, that's right. I was Pardon gonna. Me. I had one more one more band I wanted to bring up. And I forgot. Something poppy? It was, uh, yeah. Well, you know, if you think about it, the Beatles, OG Beatles, was that were like super bubblegum pop. I want to hold your hand. <laughs> Very PC bubblegum pop. Yeah. Should we, should we, well, it's not on Spotify. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, I'm going to get sued by Katy Perry and the Beatles. Probably Bruno Mars, too. True, true. Also, um, Hearsay and um, defamation by uh, what are they called? Magic. Yep, we're gonna get tons yep. of cease and desist. Yeah, after this Great. one. Well, you can take all I've got, which isn't much. Yeah, <laughs> you can take all our sponsor money. Here's yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. All those commercials are running. Actually, if you sue someone that's in debt, can you just take their debt. <laughs> can we do that? Can you sue someone in debt? No, because that. No, be, no, I mean, no, I was kidding. Oh, okay. Of course not. Yeah, yeah. And you just bankruptcy. Well, like technically, you have something, and what you have is debt. So you right, can, you can have you can have that back. That's <laughs> <laughs> my loophole. Yeah, if um, if you are interested in debt, the the podcast um Planet Money <laughs> did a really, really, really interesting issue. I think it was Planet Money. Um. Uh, did a maybe it was Freakonomics. I can't remember, but one of those really. Uh, I did. A, I heard a podcast all about uh, that whole like scenario of being uh, in bankruptcy. It's actually pretty cool. Like in in retrospect, I was like, oh wow, bankruptcy is not so bad after all. If you do it right, provided. Yeah, if you do it right. But anyway, I'll, once I remember the. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't gotten there. You've never gotten there. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. Um well. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay, what was I going to play? I was going to play something and I forgot. We I got, got Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. Uh the Canadian chick. Uh Oh uh, yeah. Uh no. Gone. Yeah, I think so. Um Oh, I know what I was going to play. Uh, give me a second here. Just because you said, I don't know why, but you said iconic a lot. I did. And then we I were started talking about this podcast using that word every other. Yeah. And we were talking about adjective. pop. I pulled up Icona pop. Have you heard this band? Mm -mm. They were on tour with, uh, I think one direction this summer or okay. no, no, not one direction. The, maybe it was one direction. I, I don't know. A, a big, big band, but it's this band. Oh, I know this song. Of course. Well, I never noticed the descending 
weird synth thing. That's weird they were able to make that work. I know. No. No. It slides the full scale. No. It does like a chromatic slide instead of, yeah. which is weird. But it works. This is like punk techno. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know yeah. them. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I just I thought of them. So they're surprisingly big to me. Do you know this song, Emergency? Have you heard this? Mm -mm. Maybe. It's got like a circusy freak show kind of feel to it. Yeah. Not in a bad way. And, and it kind of reminds me of. Uh... Whoa. Hey now. See, every beat is filled in. Uh huh. And that and that and that and that. And three and one and two. And it's just the, it's just alternating between the piano and the kick and snare. Yeah, quarter notes covered, eighth notes covered. That's the new thing. It's like that's how you make songs move. It's mm -hmm. like people are. Do you ever listen to Glenn Miller? Like, did any of your family ever listen to Glenn Miller mm -hmm. Orchestra? No. I had this revelation. Mickey really likes watching. This is my girlfriend. She really likes watching. Um. Uh. That dancing show, so you think you can dance? Okay. Okay. And I had a theory, and this is totally not music related, but it kind of is. So just hear me out. When I watch that show, all I can think of the dancers are so freaking good that they're not inclusive to other dancers. So if you and I were to go to a club, right? See the difference. I have, have, a, show, I have a show called "I Know I Can't Dance." <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you and I are going to go into a club though, and you see some people that really know how to dance. You're mm -hmm. less inclined to dance. Right. Definitely. Right. Just it's just natural like My human hands behavior. are clammy just thinking about it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um whereas I think in previous generations dancing was a social event and it was less of a spectacle and a sport where you had like my grandmother and my grandfather although my grandfather would say that he couldn't dance my dancing now could pass for anything that were that they were listening to. Does that make sense? Yeah. You don't have to actually be super coordinated and be able to fucking pop and lock to be. They uh, just learned to dance. They, they, learned they knew to how dance. to dance a waltz and everyone would just do the little right, simple four step or yeah. something so that you could socialize and do right. it. Right. I mean, swing dancing was like the the exception. Swing dancing was probably like the showiest dancing. Right. But you didn't have to do that. Right. You know, like most, there would that be intact. songs that you could dance to that you knew right. what to dance when it came on. Right. I see what you're saying. If and you th th think about it, ballet was a spectacle. It always has been a spectacle. There's nothing inclusive about ballet. Right. You I see, see what you're saying? Well, now when people are watching these, so you think you can dance, you get this sense of, well, I'll never be that good, so maybe exactly. I'll just so never Exactly, so I'll just try. never dance. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's so unfortunate. Like, our generation has just basically ruined dancing, other than, like, this weird, grimy, like sexual innuendo freak dancing freak dancing i think we invented freak dancing which i think is just humping if i recall well and then there's like ah uh, fuck what's it called Mickey, uh uh it's i don't know it's basically where you look like a robot and it's uh, to me that's not dancing that's like body manipulation like sure you know i'll give you that like, I, I you're not dancing you, there is nothing that makes me want to join you in this celebration of music does that make sense? I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's not even. I don't mean. Do people even just do the classic slow dance anymore? <laughs> At least I, that was kind of easy. You just hold on and sway a little bit. I don't know. It was nice, social, easy. Everyone could do it. Right. 
but this got me thinking and 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 it just kind of bummed me out because i was like man like the dancing thing has just been ruined by either urban or stage dancing and urban is non-inclusive really unless you're just humping someone so it's like I kind of hard. I want to just be an old man and just wish that we could listen to like I wish people we like could listen to a nice Glenn Miller. Like, <laughs> listen to this. Tell me you don't want to just kind of like dance for this. This is I'm what our grandparents listen to. It's so much more fun. It's just like okay, yeah. Oh, of course I know this song. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to do much. You sw- you know, swing your hips a little and snap every once in a while. Now, all those beats I was telling you about, those are filled in all by different instruments. Of course. With this basic driving swing groove behind it, right? Okay, so I'm going to Google because I have no freaking clue. Top dance songs of 2015. God, I'm like so afraid of this list. I know. Official dance singles chart top 40. I don't know. This is the number one Google hit, so I'm going to go with it. Never. Okay. Sigala is number one this week. Sigala, easy love. Times they are a change. <laughs> uh oh. Oh my god, it's Michael Jackson. As a okay, child. So, Glenn Miller. Oh my god, no. This is a number one song. Okay, so. Alright, alright, let's just discuss this real quick. I'm not epileptic, but I think I might have a seizure. Right, right. Okay, so uh, in 1940, Glenn Miller recorded that song we just heard. Okay. Which is um, In the Mood, right? You've, of course, you've heard it. It's probably been, it's more famous to people now because of movies and, you mm-hmm. know. So they just sampled ABC, which I think was 73. Three. Let's see what song. What year is that from? Nineteen seventy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes so sense. thirty years after In the Mood, ABC was popular. Sure. Now let's just go the whole gamut here. Jackson Five. So thirty years after Glenn Miller did that awesome rendition of Yeah, here mm-hmm. we get this musicians playing. Right. Oh yeah, and the best too. Right. Timeless. Right. All right. So you're then going to tell me that 45 years later, the best we can do is this, which is ripping off the song from 1970. A single tear is rolling down my cheek. <laughs> Does this really make you want to dance? No. No. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of a strobe light that's going too fast in your eyes. <laughs> Just disorienting. I would faint before I dance to this. I kind of want to hear the number two song now. <laughs> Just to see if there's any hope. So you've taken another song from 45 years ago and you've made it There's no worse. depth at all. Everything's just no. smashed in your yeah, face. Yeah, and it's like quarter notes. One. Ah, that's depressing. Oh, man. It's like someone just made a bunch of noise and just threw it all together. There's my old man comment. 
And Keith Richards called Sergeant Pepper as a mishmash of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, number two is this song called How Deep Is Your Love? That's deep. Which is a All lyric right. from... Uh, it's by Calvin Harris, by the way. Whoever he is. He's English, I know that. Uh, it's pretty popular. I know he is. Whatever I'm he just disregarding yeah, him. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. He sits at home and programs. So far, do not want to dance. Well, we didn't take ecstasy, though. Good call. That's what we. That's the difference. You and I should have taken ecstasy before this podcast, and then we'd be, be humping everything all over this room. I think, you know what it really is? Is people don't realize how deep the drug use actually is at festivals, at DJ shows. I don't think you go to a DJ show sober. I think... If yeah. you surveyed, if everyone had to be honest, obviously, and you surveyed everyone at a DJ show, wherever it was, I think that well more than half of the people are on some sort of some sort of drug, dance enhancing yep. drug, <laughs> dance enhancing, yeah, DEDs. God, yeah, I guess, I guess you might, you must be right. I mean, yeah, that's such a bummer. Yeah, it's too bad. It's kind of like. You know, again, at the risk of sounding old, the, the worst time for music. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I I mean... Worst time for musicians. Let's put it yeah, that way. Let that, me rephrase that's a, it. That's a better way of yeah, saying Yeah, better it. way of... Yeah. Because there's there's electronic music that's good, and there's... I think the... the it's mo- not my cup of tea, but I can I can respect it. And Right. The main, the main shift has been, like, if you think about digital recording and the fact that we're able to do this even... Mm-hmm. It's home. It's home recording. I mean, we're not doing this in our home because I do this for a living, right. and so do you. But right. the it, you know, it allows anyone to go home and do this same thing. Sure. So you have that, but then you also have these people that they are able to now make music that were not previously able to record or release music. Like it's just that simple. Like they just were not. Like you couldn't just go out and buy a tape machine to record your songs. Right. You had to go into a studio which cost money you know it's just i don't know it's just i think technology has bred this kind of evil and amazing machine which uh it's a monster one way it or is. another right and i i actually thought about this today because i was kind of like going through other podcasts like trying to find a few new ones because some of the ones i really look forward to every week i listen to them and i'm like fuck now what you know mm-hmm. um like radio lab or um uh freakonomics they're only once a week i'm this american life you know but like there are some now that where where you could just uh fitz dog radio or mark Marin for for instance that guy he's like number one in itunes pretty much does it out of his garage you know he couldn't have done that if it weren't for this technology so we're partly to thank for this but at the same time it's like bred this whole genre of music that just bums me out yeah. and then they steal from people like michael jackson and i'm like oh god like you- creativity is at a low i mean Look at the movie industry. They're yeah. just remaking. They're remaking Point Break for Christ's sake. Yeah, is someone at the door? I don't. No, I think it's my chair. Oh, okay. Breaking. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Just the chair. Um. But yeah, they're remaking Point Break. Oh, have you they seen? They remade that? the Fantastic Four like three or four years after Fantastic Four just ended, and it did fantastically terrible, which I think is even funnier. Have you seen the previews for uh, what's it called for Point, Point Break? Break? Uh, yeah, I saw it in theaters. I saw the. The preview when I was seeing Jurassic World. That's what, yeah, that's what, yeah, I was, you know, whatever. (laughs) It might be good, but still, the creativity's not there. Well, I think they, I think I actually heard a quote where where the director or the writer or the actor or someone related to the movie was like, it's like point break, but it's like bigger. (laughs) Oh, oh, gotcha. Because I totally, needed an, another point break oh so they're surfing bigger waves now is that what you're saying i guess like well it's like the did you ever see san andreas no i, I skipped oh, yeah. that one i it was entertaining but it's just funny it's like there's an earthquake now there's a tidal wave and there's 
buildings going down and explosions and oh is that what happened the rocks in an airplane and now he's in a boat and now he's in a car and like, so you actually saw it <laughs> yeah we were overseas i couldn't sleep <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good though all in all i actually liked it you 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 enjoyed the journey is what you're saying i did actually it wasn't you know i think that's what happens with all the um fast and furious movies that's the only reason they're popular. Do you really think... A, an, well, the special effects are sweet. There's something to be said right. for that. That It's pretty fantastic that if right. a tidal wave were to hit um, San Francisco, like they were able to pretty much yeah. make it. <laughs> I don't know. Good call. It was interesting I, to see. To see what it would look like if... Yeah, if, yeah, if this was even remotely possible. Okay, but. okay, all right. Well, yeah, that's interesting. But anyway, I think uh, I think we're we're good for today. Yeah. Yeah, we've moved on to movies, so that yeah. should do it. We've we've lost <laughs> all hope in music, <laughs> yeah. so we moved on to movies. Which there's no hope in either. So nope. all right, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys uh, for listening, and uh, we will give you a shout next week. Um, again, still working on guests. This week has been absolutely nuts for me. Um, it's always nuts. I got yeah. six gigs this week. We're just yeah. Yeah. We're making it but, work. We're going to do one a week, one way or another. So yeah, we will be exactly. here. So awesome. Thanks a lot for listening, and uh, we'll check you later. For more information about Another Take, please go to anothertake.net. You can find photos and videos from the show and a link to our Spotify page with a playlist from today's episode. 